Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Dude, I would have just let the bear maul my pets. Sorry, peepers. <laughs> hey, kids, it's Joel AARP Cheeseman. And this is Chad. Did you read my blog? So wash. On this week's show, the Stackquisition. Buy or sell. And the number one listened to album at the Amazon warehouse this week, Dr. Dre's The Chronic. <laughs> Just say no, kids. We'll be right back after this smoke break. You already know that Sovereign makes the world's best resume CV parser. But did you know that Sovereign also makes the world's best AI matching engine? Only Sovereign's AI matching engine goes beyond the buzzwords. With Sovereign, you control how the engine thinks. With every match, the Sovereign engine tells you what matched and exactly how each matching document was scored. And if you don't agree with the way it scored the matches, you can simply move some sliders to tell it to score the matches your way. No other engine on earth gives you that combination of insight and control. With Sovereign, matching isn't some frustrating black box, trust us, it's magic, one-shot deal like all the others. No. With Sovereign, matching is completely understandable, completely controllable, and actually kind of fun. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. It's pronounced Louisville, kids. Louisville. 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 I, so, so great story. Coming from North Central yeah. Ohio, 1995, I plant my ass here in Columbus, Indiana. We're all Midwesterners, for God's sakes. I'm just a state over. I go on a sales call and I actually say, uh, yeah, I'm going to Louisville this weekend. Guy looked at me and he's like, <laughs> You're not from around here, are you? <laughs> it's pronounced Louisville. So, yeah, let's beat this dead horse. We had a birthday uh, recently, and we were in Louisville, Louisville, Kentucky, yep. for our birthday and had a great time. My liver still hates me, but uh, other than that, it was a great, great uh, couple days. Big shout out to your wife, Christine, for planning Booze Fest, by the way. Uh, it was our half century birthdays. And after uh -huh. a week of drinking micheladas on the beach in Costa Rica, I come home to a long weekend of bourbon in Louisville. I love my life. 
Yeah, how's the <laughs> detox going this week? Is it going pretty good? Oh, I think my my liver has definitely withstood the uh, the onslaught. So I think I'm good. Nice, nice. Well, if, little recommendation if you go there, uh, check out the Peerless Distillery. Kind of off the beaten path. It's not Delicious. Old Forester or one of the big guys, but it was it was quite a nice experience. Yeah. And also, if you can make it to the Brown Hotel and get yourself a hot brown. If you know, you know. Very tasty. <laughs> yeah, Very I'm tasty. not allowed back there. So we've got a special segment that that uh, we want to go ahead and, and start, listeners. If you have a shout out that you want to send us, go ahead and record it and send it to us via email. And who knows, it might make it on Chad and Cheese shout outs. Would that be email via chadcheese.com or just our personal email? Re- reach out to us on chadcheese.com. We'll make the connection and it'll happen. Don't worry about it. I think we could also take questions in addition to shout outs. We could. Or just, or just you guys suck. Fuck off. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's open it to all kinds of audible opportunities. <laughs> Whatever you want to say to us, shout outs to your buddies. <laughs> we suck. You love us. You want beer. Whatever it is. Go ahead and do it. All right, here we go. Without any further ado, our first send-in shout-out. Massive shout-out to Wouter Goethart, who recently stepped down as the CEO of programmatic advertising giant Vonk to pursue other dreams. He's pursuing one of those dreams, cycling with one of his mates from Paris to Santiago de Compostela in Spain, enjoying the local wines, the scenery, and his bike. One way to start your intermediary retirement, man. We're so international. I don't think Boss pronounced that name right. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Steven Rothberg as well for all the Zip Recruiter stock updates. Really appreciate that, Steven. Yeah, that thing is taking off. Oh, taking off. It'll be 25 bucks a share by the end of this podcast. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, speaking of Louisville, a state yes. near nearby, uh, West Virginia. Shout out to them. Uh, they looked at Ohio's million-dollar giveaway and said, hold my beer. Uh, West Virginia will give away firearms as a reward for residents who have received a vaccine. This is part of a Father's Day lottery that also includes trucks, scholarships, and $1 million in prizes. You go, West Virginia. <laughs> Idiots. Just all I got to say. I'm going to follow that up with message from 2008. They want their marketing plan back. That's right. Trump and his blog is dead. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Why doesn't this fuck stick just do a podcast? Just put a mic in front of him and go. Oh, no ideas. No talk. ideas. No ideas. <laughs> But yeah, I love the excuse that it was only an intermediate uh, strategy, which lasted a month. Yeah, That's right. Total bullshit. Uh, it, which is the social media platform is coming, so I can't, I can't wait for this thing to come. But yeah, yeah. Hasta la vista to Trump's blog. What was it from the desk of <laughs> Donald J. Trump dot com or something? I have no clue because nobody read it. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, shout out from uh, West Virginia rednecks to my favorite redneck at, in the UK, Matt, that British guy, Alder, uh, <laughs> celebrating a birthday this week. Matt, get crazy, buddy. Birthday Happy it up. Shout birthday. out to you. That's right. <laughs> shout out to uh, People Hum for including our three clicks, two apps, one higher podcast episode in their latest newsletter. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. that. That's if you if you haven't checked it out, it's fairly simple. Go to chadcheese.com 
or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Pretty simple. Shout out to Coach Mike Shashevsky. Uh, after Bobby Knight, the best coach in college basketball history, in my opinion. Uh, 74 years old, 30-some seasons, and wow. he's calling it quits. Five titles, I think, 12 Final Fours, over 1,200 victories, a uh, couple gold medals in there, I think. Uh, the dude done good. Mama's proud. Coach K, shout out to you, man. A staple in basketball, no question. By the way, I hope I, hope I look that good at 74. Good God. That guy's got a good plastic surgeon or a great workout regimen. I don't know which one. Who cares? Guy looks good. <laughs> so shout out to Lowe's, who is hosting a drive-through hiring event for call center employees. You can apply early and drive up for on-the-spot interviews in your car. This is how bad it's getting, kids. They're trying to hire 400 positions for the call center. Big question is, I wonder if any of those positions are work from home. Yeah, and I don't think it was in the news, but I think they all got a Wendy's breakfast sandwich uh, for showing up. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> uh, shout out to Free Shit. Let's just talk about that real quick. Guys, yes. if you love whiskey, if you love tri-blend t-shirts and you love whiskey, uh, what are you doing? You got to head to chadcheese.com slash free. We got t-shirts sponsored by Emissary. We got beer sponsored by Adzuna. And we got whiskey powered by our friends at Sovereign. No charge. Shows up at your doorstep. Not delivered by us, but delivered by somebody. <laughs> uh, what could be better? And then if yes. you're game, we'll do a Zoom tasting yes. and have a little chat and talk shop. I mean, it's a hell of a deal for free. You get two bottles of bourbon or beer and mm -hmm. maybe a t-shirt and time with Chad and Cheese. I mean, who the fuck doesn't want that? Doesn't get any sexier, baby. <laughs> and speaking of sexy, yes. Matt Charney was on the show recently. <laughs> That's right. God damn it. If you haven't heard that episode, I actually got some uh, texts from people that I don't usually get texts from saying, Great interview with Charney. So you got to check that out, folks. Got to check that out. Also, I have to check out the Alyn Bailey podcast interview. She melts our brains, dude. She is incredibly smart. <laughs> and I think we might get her and Tyler Weeks on the program and just allow what? them. What? Allow them to melt everybody's fucking brains. But yes, uh, good I'll stuff. bring the edibles. I'll bring the edibles. <laughs> 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 It'll be Banff Redux. Here we nice, go. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and last but not least from me, hey kids, it's Pride Month. That's right. And we are dropping a special series of podcasts called, are you ready? LGBTQ Plus for Dummies every Monday in June to celebrate Pride. Joel and I thought, you know, who better to ask uncomfortable questions about LGBTQ Plus than a couple of white, straight, cisgender males this feels like a trap this feels like a trap it possibly could be thanks to michelle raymond and my g work for help in creating the mini podcast that answer those uncomfortable questions about the lgbtq plus community so look for those every monday in june soon to be canceled near you The Stackquisition. Okay. That was good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Prosis, I assume I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, a global consumer internet group and one of the largest technology investors in the world announced on Thursday 
that it has entered into a definitive agreement to acquire Stack Overflow, Mm -hmm. a knowledge sharing platform for the global community of developers and technologists for approximately $1.8 billion. A couple of highlights here. Uh, Stack is one of the 50 most popular websites in the world. It was founded in 2008. The company has expanded to include Stack Overflow for Teams, a knowledge and collaboration solution for enterprise. Over 85% of its learning-focused community visit the platform every week to access more than 52 million questions and answers. Process will now reach 90% of the Fortune 100 across its corporate learning companies, including... Stack Overflow, Skillsoft, Udemy, and Code Academy. New York-based Stack Overflow had previously raised $153 million. So the investors are pretty happy at a 10x uh, acquisition. Microsoft, (laughs) as you'll remember, acquired GitHub. uh, I'd call it a Stack Overflow competitor for around $8 billion in 2018. Um, If you're curious, HackerRank has raised $42.9 million. A uh, little reminder here as well. Stack Overflow has a jobs section, unlike GitHub, which currently only has 3,000 job postings. Sounds like an opportunity to me. Chad, your thoughts? Opportunities everywhere, kids. This is a highly engaged community. Did you not get that? Over 85% of the community visit the platform every fucking week. This is a lifestyle platform, kids. Stack Overflow is a model or shit, the model for our space. This is where companies like Dice had an upper hand and they didn't execute. This is where Monster had the upper hand and they didn't execute. This is the killer app. Becoming a lifestyle platform, a community, is the killer app. So all of you job boards that are out there, all of you job sites or anything that have to do with careers whatsoever, take notes, look at what Stack is doing. Because remember, how did LinkedIn start as a network, as a community? And then guess what happened? It turned into what it is today. This is how you get engagement. And that's exactly what you want and what you need. Absolute steal for $1.8 billion. Fuck yeah. uh, Now, these guys only talked about the education piece, which I'm sure uh, they know a lot more about than, than we do. But you, you throw in Code Academy, uh, Udemy, Skillsoft. I mean, this thing's a juggernaut uh, for corporate education and up, upskilling. So that alone makes this a steal. You throw in the job search component, um, only 3,000 jobs. That's nothing for the tech community. I mean, if they just have a dedicated force to like start selling this thing as a, as a job component, it's an absolute steal. And you mentioned LinkedIn at $26 billion. You got GitHub for $8 billion and Stack Overflow is next in line. Um, I think HackerRank is probably pretty happy about this. You know, they got to be next up. But yeah, these, these communities, these education-focused, community-focused platforms that have a lot of really skilled people visit them on a regular basis are super important. And the teams aspect is incredibly huge. So you get, you can imagine big engineering teams where the same questions are asked over and over. So you, you sort of automate and clear that you get uh, engagement and collaboration on, on uh, assignments and, and build outs for development. I mean, this is uh, this is a huge deal. I'm, I'm really surprised it didn't go to, I don't know, an employment related or some sort of uh, HR tech 
focused company. The fact that it went to an online education firm is pretty interesting. But yeah, total steal. The stackquisition uh, gets a big, big old round of applause yeah. from me this week. Well, think about think about this. All of the individuals who are actually in the community who are participating and they're providing answers to all the questions that are out there, you can get an engagement score, right? If yep. you can see what that individual's engagement score is and also take a look at the quality of responses, right? Not just responses, but code, so on and so forth. Dude, this is proof in the fucking pudding. It's not, to me, this is not about jobs. This is about going out there and matching your job against this. This is the, the evolution of jobs in a system. You have a rec, push it into the system. It automatically floats individuals to the top. You check out all of what they've done and you've got proof right there, right? So I think overall, I love, and I agree, I agree 100%, a fucking steal. By the way, we didn't even talk about a marketplace where they can rake in some more bucks. So anyway. Yes! uh, So that's... (laughs) Obviously, huge buy from us, and we were getting a little nostalgic this weekend that we haven't played buy or sell in a while. So here we go. Are you ready? Yes. A little buy or sell. Okay. Number one in buy or sell, we have three companies as usual. Number one is Pine or Pin. I don't know. You choose. P Y N. Let's go with Pin. Okay. Uh, I'm going to call this Mailchimp for corporate communications. (laughs) Uh, So the uh, the Australian-based HR tech startup has raised $8 million in U.S. seed funding, uh, round led by Silicon Valley VC firm Andreessen Horowitz, who apparently is funding everything these days. Uh, they got uh, they got some help with the fundraising from Excel and Ryan Sanders, who was the co-founder of Bamboo HR, and Scott uh, Farquhar, co-founder and co-CEO. <laughs> Did I say that wrong? I don't know. Uh, Farquhar, that's what it's now. Okay, co-founder and co-CEO at... at Atlassian, founded in 2019, PIN improves relationships between companies and their employees and guides communication throughout the employee lifecycle based on users' data. PIN provides more targeted messages when communicating internally. They bring personalization to PIN by tracking information in existing systems that companies already use, such as Workday, Bamboo HR, Salesforce, etc. That means company-wide emails can be relevant to everyone and only go to those who want them. You can track how many people have opened the emails and how successful you were in hitting the mark. MailChimp. For corporate communications, Chad, buy or sell? Andreessen Horowitz is on a fucking roll, dude. Not to mention talk about Bamboo HR and Atlassian. Uh, This is fucking crazy. And let's face it, communications to employees suck, meaning the experience sucks. Communication is everything in the workplace. Penn CEO ran HR at Atlassian and Squarespace. Dude's got, he's got experience. Penn's co-founder, John Williams, started Culture Amp, which is an employment or employee engagement platform in 2011. He has experience in this. Messaging overall, to be quite frank, is commoditized. Leadership and connections rule the day, which is why this is a big fucking buy for me. Create needed point solutions that core systems do not want to build 
work inside the system instead of trying to be the system. This just makes sense. This is a huge buy for me. Okay. All right. I, uh, I'm going to be on the other side of that trade, my friend. It sounds really great on paper. It sounds really good to the tech community. Uh, a few things in my mind go against MailChimp for internal communications. <laughs> Number one is it's not a must have. Uh, Slack works pretty well. Uh, Teams works pretty well. Um, the days of sort of mass emailing to departments and all employees is sort of antiquated in and of itself. I think existing tools can kind of serve the purpose. Uh, this thing does not impact the bottom line from a recruitment perspective. I'm not sure who they're going to sell this to, if not HR. I mean, I don't think marketing is going to take it on. I don't know what other uh, line of business will. Uh, HR doesn't understand marketing shit. Uh, they barely understand like resume emailed to people for job alerts. They let the uh, the ATS handle that. So, em like employing them to figure out an automated email, personalized email tool, uh, just doesn't ring like it's going to be a big one for me. So, pin, sorry. Oh hell no! <laughs> it's a sell for me. All right, let's go to filter.ai and. Whew. I hope you can ex explain this one. Uh, okay, so Boston-based yeah. company has raised $7 million in a seed round. The company says it helps humanize hiring, okay? I spent a good 10 minutes with this fucking site, <laughs> and I, I'm still not sure what it does. So trying to understand what they do, and I guess uh, it's a combination of like pre-screening and testing. There's some gamification in there. Yeah. Uh, they use all these things to filter out the best candidates. They obviously throw in some DEI shit and unbiased hiring. But God damn, the site is confusing. Can you explain it to me? Yeah. Okay. So they, they want to be a part of your experience in ensuring that you are getting the right people into your organization. And these are tech positions, right? So this is kind of like a mini stack overflow with fraud protection. I think it's smart that they got funding because bootstrapping is great, but it's slow as fuck. And today's speed is the key. Unfortunately for Filter, this space is growing. The CEO looks like a smart dude, but that's not enough in today's game. I hope the Filter crew can find momentum, but I, I can't find a reason. And I tried to find a reason to buy on this one. And there was no reason this is a big sell. Oh, hell no. Yeah, dude, if I can't figure, if I, who've been in the industry for 20 years, can't figure out what the fuck you're doing after yeah. 10 minutes on the site, dude, Susie HR oh, has no <laughs> chance. All right, let's go to WorkRise, uh, which has built a workforce management platform for the skilled trades, announced this week that it has raised $300 million in a Series E with the latest financing, WorkRise has now raised more than $750 million. You may know the Austin-based uh, company better by its former name, RigUp. The company changed its name earlier this year to reflect the new emphasis on industries other than just oil and gas after, well, energy kind of took a hit last year. I don't know if you heard the news. Uh, since then, WorkRise has broadened its reach to include wind, solar, commercial construction, and defense industries. In a nutshell, it connects lab skilled laborers with infrastructure and energy companies looking to staff and manage pros projects. 
WorkRise's online platform matches workers with over 500 companies in its network, manages payroll and benefits, and provides access to training. Last year, WorkRise placed more than 4,500 workers, or nearly a third of all its workers placed in 2020 in renewable energy jobs. Chad, WorkRise, the artist formerly known as RigUp, buy or sell. Did you hear that? It was rig up moving all their eggs out of one basket. That's right, kids. Diversify or die. And Joel forgot, I don't know if you said this or not, $2.9 billion valuation. WorkRise is smartly spreading out and evolving. I like that. And expansion into wind, solar, construction, defense. The steps are kind of manual, though. You have human review on the resumes after they're they're uploaded then matching i don't know if that's something that also happens on the human side or if they actually have tech for that and then training all three of those steps seem incredibly manual which means from a scale standpoint that's going to be hard to be able to increase margins but with 300 million dollars and a lot of tech that's out there that could help them do this i love the trade segment. There's no question. In those areas, wind, solar, construction, defense, oil and gas, I think this is a big win, but they're going to have to get their shit together and get tech involved so that they can scale, increase margins, and make that money, baby. That's This is a buy. So you know, you know, I love a, a good wave, uh, and a, an average surfer on a good wave can Ride be a hell it, of a surfer. And so, in addition to everything that you just said, can you say federal government infrastructure bill? Yes, you can. Which means a whole lot of money is going to this shit, and uh, it's no, it's no surprise that they changed their focus to put in solar shit and renewable energy because there's a democrat in the white house and they want some of that cash all right let's take a quick break and we'll talk labor shortages okay listener how can you help your employees become more productive i have answers how about automating manual and repetitive tasks giving meaning to data then allowing that data to actually drive decisions and how about matching people to your jobs quicker well wait the chat and cheese has a new llm no cheeseman i'm talking about text kernel ah okay that makes more sense what i'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of wait for it yeah simplicity (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. 
Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit TextKernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> you know, Steve, it feels like we keep getting pushed to hire more and better candidates with no more budget. Right. I wish there was a way to get better results from what we're doing. Actually, I heard in an episode of Chad and Cheese about this framework from Jobvine. Oh yeah, Evolve. It's a technology agnostic framework to help TA teams get better results from their recruiting efforts. And we don't even have to be a Jobvite customer to use it. I bet we would get better results if we orchestrated all of our efforts. You mean like a centralized process and all of our channels working together? For sure. Whether it's job board, social, or even texting with candidates. Let's do that. Jobbyte.com forward slash evolve. I'll send you the link. Cool. I'm going to finish watching this episode of Bridgerton. Dude, Ted Lasso is fucking legit. Two days, <laughs> binged it. It was probably the feel good, happiest yeah. kind of... If you just want to feel good, enjoy some time in front of the TV with the family. This, well, maybe not in front of the family, but in, with your wife... <laughs> This was a great fucking show. Yeah, and a, a surprise hit, I would say. No yeah. one no one really saw it coming. Even Jason uh, Sudeikis was amazing. Yeah, and by the way, Jason T- Sudeikis uh accepting was it the Emmy? What was it for that show? Anyway, uh-huh. uh dude was high as a kite, was not expecting to win. So I think he was as surprised as everyone else <laughs> that this thing was a, a hit show. And I'm glad that you're embracing the Apple, uh, by the way. That's a nice, nice change for you. You must have got it free for Julie's new Apple Watch or something. We did. We did. And I I love Jason Sigdakis. I love sports. We had it for free. I'm like, oh, let's check it out. After the first episode, shit. Five minutes into the first episode, I was hooked. Yeah, there's an Oasis joke in the first five minutes, which uh, pretty much made it for me. By the way, <laughs> Mayor of Easttown, the finale. Have you seen it? Did you see I it? I have not. Shh. Oh. Shh. Yes. All right. We'll have I to. I can't wait. We'll have to discuss I, that's a great that show. next week. That's a great it show. A, yeah, that's a great, great show. show. Labor shortages. So I have a, a, a something I wanted to say. I thought about this on my uh, my morning walk today. I was trying to get a, a clever way to, to say it. So Coach K, we just shout out, we gave a shout out to. And and growing up in the 80s, what, what I think about it, when I think about Coach K is Dean Smith, uh, the coach at North Carolina. So if you know college basketball, you know, these guys had epic battles uh, in the 80s and 90s. And Dean Smith had this had this strategy called the four corners. Again, I'm dating myself, but the four corners was before the shot clock. And basically, you put a player in each corner of the court, and then one guy dribbled around, and then passed it to somebody else in the corner, and then it was horrible. It was horrible. Like ten minutes of basketball, you could just watch running, running out the clock. So the shot clock came around. Anyway, so I'm thinking about that, and then I'm thinking, is there a parallel with that in the current state of the labor shortage? And I got to thinking that. You know, some companies that are in the apex predator category can give raises, can do $15 an hour, can do $1,000 bonuses, can do $100, you know, payments for, for vaccines. But most companies are just barely keeping their head above water, right? Like to think about a pay increase means uh, they're out of business, they're not profitable. And then once that happens, then everyone goes to their competing restaurant or small business. So to me, like, 
all these all these businesses that aren't able to give big raises are like running out the clock hoping that government funding runs out or people uh, finally get like Amazon hires enough people. And there's something that forces these folks back to the old ways of two dollars and 13 cents an hour and hoping that, you know, uh, tips and whatever, get them through uh, successfully. What I hope what I think they're hoping doesn't happen is the shot clock runs out on them and uh, shit's fucked up. I don't know if that's a good metaphor for what's going on, but it's the best I got today. Yeah, I think I think what we're seeing here is two classes of issues. You'll have what I'd like to call the trades and then the office workers issues, right? So two different issues with the same end result, there's a labor shortage. So the trades we see with Brexit and we also see with Trump's old America first policy is that farming, hospitality, trucking, uh, I mean, a lot of this has to do with uh, immigration and individuals who were doing those jobs before, whoever got the fuck out or, you know, they, they're they just not allowed into the country, right? We did have migration and seasonal migration. So you see that. You also see countries like Australia who are trying to lure more of those individuals their way. And it's not just Australia, but the state of Queensland just launched a work in paradise campaign that offers 820 pounds in cash plus subsidized travel to lure workers to the tourism sector in Australia. So, I mean, there's all of these different pieces that are being moved all over the place and I don't think it's just immigration. I don't think it's just wages. I don't think it's just, you know, it, it is all of these things in a perfect storm of COVID. And I hate to say it, but overall, we have not evolved how we do business in many of these industries. So we haven't been able to increase margins because we're still doing business like it's the fucking 30s, right? Sure. So I think there are some restaurants, some hospitality, some of these organizations who are able to do better because they innovated, because they did things differently. And I think that is something that we really, this was a shakeup. And I'm not really sure that giving money to those companies who are not evolving is the right idea. Yeah. So uh, a little context here, uh, the Chamber of Commerce put out a report. So a record 8.1 million job openings were vacant in March yeah, up from 600,000 in February uh, with around 1.4 workers available per job, half the average over the past two decades, according to the Chamber of Commerce, a quote, lack of available workers, end quote, is cited by 90% of state and local chambers of commerce as preventing economic growth. While the chamber CEO and president Suzanne Clark stated, quote, the worker shortage is real. No shit. And it's getting worse by the day. The report suggests removing barriers that prevent people from entering the workforce. We've talked about these, the stimmies, the childcare issues, the COVID fears, the shift to Amazon warehouses, uh, also getting individuals the skills they need for open positions and in enacting sensible immigration policies were at the heart of solutions that the Chamber of Commerce recommended. Uh, you mentioned the UK wanting some European immigrants to come serve beer is an issue. How's that Brexit going? Uh, and I'll, by the way, here comes the big exodus. Uh, a May survey of a thousand US adults showed that 39% would consider quitting if their employers weren't flexible about remote work. 
This is a generational uh, issue Um, among millennials and Gen Z. That figure was 49%. This was a uh, survey done by Morning Consult on behalf of Bloomberg News. And also, you'll remember that police dogs, the robotic kind, can't even stay employed in New York. So nobody is having fun right now. So that's the second part. The first one was the trade kind of workers, farmers, hospitality, so on and so forth. Then you have the office workers. And this is more a matter of control versus autonomy. And there is a survey by Flex Jobs where they surveyed uh, over 2,000 workers. 84% didn't want to commute. 75% said they saw cost savings during COVID. A little over, obviously, quarter said that COVID exposure was an issue. So that that wasn't even the biggest issue. You're going to love this. Jimi Hendrix, I shit you not, that's the guy's name. Jimi Hendrix, a 30-year-old soft, software developer in the Netherlands, quit his job in <laughs> December as the web application company he worked for was gearing up to bring employees back to the office. He's like, fuck that. Then let's go ahead and look at the other side of this uh, coin, the executives. PwC surveyed 133 executives in late 2020, 29%, and this is all around company culture, right? 29% said that they need their their people in the office at least three days a week to sustain company culture. 21% said five days a week, 18% said four days a week. Now tied for only 5% was one to three days a month one day a week, or no office is necessary to maintain company culture. And I think what we're seeing here is, and and again, this might be a shot clock kind of metaphor, is that the context of this specific conversation, culture has become the new word for control. And whenever you're talking about work from home and an executive says, well, what about our company culture? Well, that just means you, you want control. You don't trust that individual, even though they're producing and you believe they have to be at a desk from nine to five. That's control, right? It's not culture. Again, there's so many different dynamics here, but it is it is a more than an interesting topic because we can't get the people and yet we're still telling them, wait a minute, you have to come in to work. By the way, I have to ask, is Jimi Hendrix of the Netherlands spelled J-I-M-I or is it the J-I-M-M-Y kind? J-I-M-M-E. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jamie Dimon's not picking up anything you're dropping, by the way. No. I think I think going back to Louisville and our birthday uh, fiesta, I think we saw a lot of this firsthand. We did. Yeah. We, you know, we saw lack of service. Literally, the first the first morning that we were there, we met up for brunch the restaurant couldn't open on time. It was 40 minutes later than it was supposed to because they couldn't staff the restaurant uh, fast enough or with enough people. Um, and and we saw that throughout the the whole time we were there. Like, so yeah, to me, you know, a lot of, a lot of business owners are willing to have tables unfilled in hopes that they can run out the clock and that People will come back to work as normal and they can go back to business as usual. But I'm not so sure, and I don't think you are either, that they're going to be able to go back to business as usual. Yeah. We, again, we're trying to do business like it's the 19 fucking 50s. Yep. Even though 
during COVID, we saw that our people performed and they performed at home with kids on Zoom learning, with uh, changing baby diapers, all this shit, right? Imagine how productive they could be if they didn't have all of that noise going on and the kids were actually in school or they're in daycare or what have you, right? So I think, once again, we are overrun with control and thinking that that is the answer as opposed to the real answer in this case, not for everybody, but for many, is autonomy. Well, have you been watching any of the NBA playoffs, Chad? I have not. So if you were to watch any of the playoffs, you would you would probably be a little surprised at the sold-out games at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Well, apparently, to get into the games, you have to have your vaccine card. Love you have it. to have been tested or, you know, you have to have... Yeah some qualifications to get in. But as far as I can tell, there's a whole lot of people enjoying a basketball game uh, and not even realizing that COVID is going on. While in, L- L- in LA, you still have cardboard cutouts. But this leads me to the next story of vaccine mandates uh, by companies. So the Federal Equal Opportunity Employment Commission has updated its guidance to say it is legal for employers to offer incentives to workers to get vaccinated. The guidance states employee employers must keep vaccination information confidential and clarifies that employers can legally require new recruits and those re-entering the workplace to be vaccinated, but must allow exemptions based on religion or disability. Uh, meanwhile, you have Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on a collision course with the cruise industry over a law he signed banning vaccine passports. My vaccination is laminated in in my Velcro wallet. How about you, Chad? You ready to go to a game? Uh, dude, I'm ready. I'm ready to go do shit. Vaccinated, good to go. For for companies, you know, they, they are, most are, are not requiring this. Rather, they are trying to encourage the vaccine. Remember, we actually talked to uh, Seth Fight from Charter Communications and Spectrum where they said, hey, we're, we're encouraging it. We want our people back in the office, but we want them to be safe. And they had like seven different areas where you could go be vaccinated by the company, right? So I think companies are doing whatever they can to be able to encourage it instead of mandating it. Now, I love when, you know, you have uh, like, again, Madison Square Garden or anywhere where you're getting spiffed or you're actually allowed to come in because you can demonstrate that you have been vaccinated. I'm a big proponent of the, you know, the the whole passport thing. And if you do have an accommodation, then that should be on the passport as well. Yeah, I I understand the politics of this and, you know, taking a stand for freedom and and not having uh to to verify that you're vaccinated plays really well on Fox News. But I I'm con- I'm constantly just a little confused by this. I mean, you need a license to drive a car. You need to go through security to get into an airport. Why there's such a stink around showing proof of vaccination in order to do things like go to a a professional basketball game is a little bit odd to me. Um, I got to think at some point it's going to come to a court. Um, I don't know if it'll go to the Supreme Court or not, but there seems to be precedent for this that you can require something in terms of, you know, uh, the health and human services of, of the civilization and the community that you can do this. I think DeSantis 
um, is all about running for president. And that's why he's going on making laws which are going to be laughed out of court, according to people that know what they're talking about. So to me, there's going to be a lot of politics around this. But I think ultimately, if it goes to court, they're going to say that companies can require employees, specifically ones that are in that are public facing or customer facing have to be vaccinated in order to to go to work. That seems pretty logical to me and not not out of bounds whatsoever. No, we talked about Delta last week saying that they are only going to hire new employees. They're only going to hire those who can prove that they were vaccinated. And by the way, you can't stop other countries denying you entry uh, on the airplane. So that makes total sense that you should have that if you want to travel internationally. By the way, most of Europe is going to be opening up or is already open to U.S. travel. So here we come, baby. As the best ad tool in the industry, JobAdX has been providing job board publishers, direct employers, agencies, RPOs, and staffing firms dynamic job bidding and real-time ad delivery through our programmatic job advertising exchange. When we started, we described JobAdX as AdSense for jobs. Now, we offer much more with Switchboard and LiveAlert, completing our full suite of dynamic programmatic advertising tools with the best of consumer ad tech. Switchboard offers our dynamic technologies to all partner job board feed management, and LiveAlert eliminates latency and expired job ads via email. For more information about any of our ad solutions, please reach out to us at joinus at jobadx.com. That's joinus at jobadx.com. JobAdX, the best ad tool providing smarter programmatic for all your advertising needs. Just say no, Chad. So probably from the desk of Chad's BFF himself, Jeff Bezos, quote, in the past, like many employers, we've disqualified people from working at Amazon if they tested positive for marijuana use. However, given where state laws are moving across the U.S., we've changed course. We will no longer include marijuana in our comprehensive drug screening program for any positions not regulated by the Department of Transportation and will instead treat it as the same as alcohol. We will continue to do impairment checks on the job and will test for all drugs and alcohol after any incident. And because we know that this issue is bigger than Amazon, our public policy team will be actively supporting the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act of 2021, which is federal legislation that would legalize marijuana at the federal level, expunge criminal records, and invest in impacted communities. We hope that other employers will join us and that policymakers will act swiftly to pass this law. Translation, we're going to make a shit ton of money off drone-delivered pot brownies in the future. (laughs) Chad, smoke up, buddy. So why now is the question. Why do you think they're doing this right now? They need peeps. They need people. That's what it is. It's like we're we're kicking all these people to the curb who tested positive for marijuana and we need them to work in our warehouses. That's the only fucking reason they're doing this. <laughs> and the pot brownie. You're such a cynic, man. They're going to get behind the legislation. They're encouraging other employers to do the same. And they pop. Well, you can see again a wave. You can see where the wave's heading, right? Yep. And now that I think we all probably understand that reefer madness was a fucking sham, can we all just be smart enough, ban the box, ban the reefer testing, ban all these things that don't make any fucking sense anymore, and just get the fuck on with our lives? Just chill the fuck out, everybody. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? A podcast.
the chat, the cheese, brilliant. They talk about recruiting, they talk about technology, but most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.